Friday Night Smackdown, which I didn't think was that good of a show. Uh, I just don't know what's going on with them now. And, you know, with all these releases, and, you know, me and Greg talked about it last week. No, we didn't talk about it last week. <clears throat> we talked about it on Wednesday. It wasn't last week. Well, I guess maybe it was last week. Yeah. I don't know. Depends on how you look at it. So, we'll have to see what they're going to be doing for Raw tomorrow night. I'm talking about uh, Hell in the Cell. Come on. Yeah, here we go. Not too sure how they're going to work it just yet, so. We'll have to see what uh, what Monday Night Raw is going to bring. So, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Trip? Not much. Friday uh, Night Smackdown. Wasn't that good? No, nope, not not as not a, according to the norm, um, or compared to the norm, I should say. Yeah, um, I don't know about you, but to me that was the first time I think I've ever seen the tag team championship defended twice on the same show. I'm sure it's happened before. I oh. I, I guarantee just, there's. I mean, just I've never really paid attention to it. Right. So, uh, but. Uh, I mean, what what did you think of that match? I mean, the first match that they had, I thought was it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was nice to see the, it was nice to see the Usos back together again as a team. But I don't know. I was I was really surprised the Mysterios won. I thought the Usos would have won maybe by count out or something like that. You no, know, Mysterios no, kept the not, title, but not count. <clears throat> no, not you and your count out victories. You make it seem like it happens all the time. Well, yeah, that's true. The one cheap finish that WWE is hooked on is the roll-up of death. Except for this one, it was the roll-up of death, but his arm was, I don't think his shoulder was ever actually even down, period. And then he really lifted it up. Right. Um, and I really, I really didn't catch it the first time until they showed the replay, then it was like, yeah, his, his shoulder was definitely off the mat. Oh, yeah. Yep. Definitely. And why they did the rematch in the same show was stupid. They should have, if you wanted to do the rematch, do it next week. I mean, I it just, it was dumb. Yeah, I mean, you know, you caught, uh, you, you caught the Mysterios basically leaving on the way out the door, and then you stop them and tell them, oh, you got to defend the title again, you know? Right. That was, that was just kind of crazy. But, uh, the other match that I really didn't get into was the Kevin Owens Apollo Cruz match. Why not? I just I don't know. I just think that uh, I mean I'm not liking this Apollo Cruz gimmick at all. I mean even though um, Aziz or whatever Com- his name is Commander Aziz, was, Commander Aziz, even mm-hmm. though he was banned from ringside, he still ended up having a a key role in the match right before he went out, and I just—I don't know. I'm just not—I'm uh, just not getting into the Apollo Cruz gimmick. No. Yeah, I mean, from from the time his character changed, 
Um, and then two weeks went by, and then they or a few weeks went by, two, three, 12, seven, one, whatever it was. Um, they introduced us to Commander Aziz. Right. They, if you were going to do that, what they should have done, A, is done somebody that looked like a Nigerian. Because Commander Aziz, to me, doesn't. When, when I think Nigerian, okay, I think of somebody, you know, dark-skinned African-American like Apollo. I don't think yep. of uh, possibly, I mean, I don't even know if Dabo Kato, Dabo Kata, Yabba Dabba Duba, whatever his name, <laughs> what his ethnicity is. Um, but if you look at it, maybe you switch the role of him and Omos, you know, if you can backtrack, you know, Omos could look like a Nigerian, you know, military man defending Apollo Crews. It's just that whole part of it is stupid. And the stupid spike I mean, last week he didn't even, he may have hit Apollo, I may have hit Owens, like right about here, but he didn't hit him in the throat, in the larynx, causing him not be able to talk or breathe. Right. But. Bill, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Thanks for watching. Uh, Yeah, I know, that's, um, that's what I think, you know what I mean? It's just. You got him as the commander Aziz because they obviously don't have anything for him right now. They don't have a, anybody to put them in a program with, and so they got to give him some TV time. And why? Figure he's part of he's part of the thing with Apollo Crew, so why not give him some TV time? But, but why did they have to choose him to do that? Why him? I mean, you you make it seem oh, yeah. like they owed him something. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I understand what you're saying as to why did they cho- why did they choose him as as opposed to somebody else. Yeah, I can see that. So, but yeah, I'm trying to remember some of the matches on SmackDown. It was so bad. I well, Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan and Carmella. That's right. I saw that match. That was eh, so so. Yeah, it was just it was an okay match. Um, or what else was there? Let me see here. Da, da, da. Um, the, the, the Seth Rollins interview thing with Caleb Braxton was stupid. I yeah. mean, to portray it as a sit-down interview that Seth Rollins didn't say anything was, was yeah. dumb. If he was somewhere backstage and Caleb Braxton came up to him and asked them the questions, it, it would have made more sense. But to promote a sit-down interview, and then for Rollins to say nothing, and then take his microphone off and throw it at her, was dumb. I don't know right. whose idea that was. Um, what else was there? Uh, I know there was more, obviously. Well, the Bianca belair Bailey thing, that was stupid. Um, yep. and it was, I mean, I like Bailey. Um, I don't mind the annoying laugh, but the, what, what they did on SmackDown was stupid with all the TVs 
you know, yeah. kind of reminded me of Bray Wyatt and The Fiend back in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Nakamura, King Corbin, I'm already over that. Yep. And that match itself was stupid. That was the worst match of the show. It was, yeah. you know, the, the first match they had together was good. Second match was okay. This was dumb. Um, which, yeah, unfortunately to me, work. might lead to another match at, at Hell in a Cell, which will be even worse. Yeah. And then you had Owens and Apollo. Yeah. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't their, their, their best show. I think, uh... And the, the, the second match, um, between Usos and Mysterios, I, I mean... If it weren't for Roman coming out and attacking them, it, to me that that match was close to being even worse than King Corbin and Nakamura. That second match was horrible. Yep, man. It's just uh, I don't know why. I mean, usually SmackDown has usually been been the better of the two shows, and the last two weeks they haven't really. Uh, picked it up a notch at all especially now with the pay-per-view coming up in two weeks you know I mean I think there's only what three or four matches three three matches and the other one was was done Friday night Bianca and uh, Bailey yep so it's uh, I don't know I mean I'm trying to wrap my head around this whole thing that you know you got a pay-per-view coming up you got uh Two weeks before the pay-per-view, you got all the shows coming up, yet you're letting certain people go. Not everyone, but you know, certain people. And I don't know, it just, are they going to have eight matches on this pay-per-view and make it a good one, or I don't know. Well, you know uh, well, I, I mean, whether or not it's going to be a good one is, is yet to... Uh, I mean, you don't you don't know that. Um, I mean, we've seen pay-per-views that have had eight or nine matches on paper look really good and they were horrible. And then we've had pay-per-views where there were eight or nine matches and it was like, this is going to be a total waste of time. I don't even know if I want to watch it. And then we've had, a, you know, talked about it on our next show. It's like, wow. You, you know, so you can't, you can't really predict. Um, right. In once, like I said last show on Wednesday, um... I'm under the opinion, and my belief is that they are just like the Fastlane pay-per-view. They're looking straight past, um, I was going to say Money in the Cell. Wow. Hell in a Cell to Money in the Bank and live crowds. I, I think yeah. that maybe there's triggers they could pull, but I think they're going to wait for the live audiences. Yep, Jerry just made his first comment. No more Daniel Bryan. WWE is done. Well, I mean, I kind of tend to agree with him. I mean, as far as SmackDown, I mean, you know, you took the biggest, I think one of the biggest stars, not only in the WWE, but on SmackDown as well. And, you know, I think, you know, maybe they got... Something else in the works for him. Maybe but he, gonna, he, he's he's not under he's not under contract. Doesn't matter what oh, they have for him. His contract expired. That oh, night, God. that day, that Friday night, that he wrestled Roman Reigns. At midnight, his contract expired. Yeah, 
He is a free agent, no no compete clause. He can go and do anything he wants right now. Which, being Daniel Bryan, he could. He could yeah. walk into any wrestling company right now and say, hey, listen, you know what? Give me a 30-day contract and let me wrestle for your company for four weeks. And they would say, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's not a wrestling company in the world right now that would say no. Right. Absolutely. But I think, I think part of the thing that we're actually, if you look at it, Ratings, creativity-wise, SmackDown hasn't been the same, and we and it's been on the record that Daniel Bryan had creative influence for, uh, on the SmackDown brand. That definitely at least the SmackDown brand, as well as his own storylines. Yes. Coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Oh, my God. I watched it it again this week. I don't know why people think their product is so much better. It's not. Just just sit there and just take the fact out of your mind that you hate WWE and watch an AEW match. There's more botches in that than in a Hornswoggle El Torito match. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, I watched I watched one of uh, a show the other night, and I couldn't get past the second match. It was just. But oh what did you God. what did you watch though? The dynamite. Oh, how'd you watch that? I I was watching. Um, they had they were showing things on it on YouTube. Oh. Because. Because the matches are much better. No, they're okay. I don't. I think the talent is worse. I mean, I, I really do. I don't think. I mean, look what they've done to the young bucks, Jerry. Look what they've done to them. They're now a a shell of their former selves. There will always be botches from time to time. But every match, they can't sell a yep. good punch. And I agree with you on the Young Bucks. Yeah, I mean, the, the the big thing about WWE is you can't have a clean win anymore between two prominent wrestlers. You can't. The thing about AEW is everybody's part of a fucking faction. Nobody can come to the ring by themselves. So what does that happen? So what happens? There's always a fucking distraction. Everybody gets a participation trophy. It, the product is not better. It's different, much different in cases, but it's all the same. They're just changing a lo- the things that WDB already did. Yeah, I also like the fact that they work with other promotions. Well, that's because okay. they have to. Yeah. To survive. Yep. And when I had said last week on the show when we were talking about the releases, I said, well, I said, I wonder if that's going to make AEW the only game in town. And it was like, oh, my God, what a stupid thing to say that was. But, uh, I mean, I mean what, what, are, I think, what, it, what it is to me is maybe a, a one notch on the ladder above NXT, so it's like at like the top people in the NXT 
plus the wash of veterans from the WWE that couldn't make it. That's AEW. Right. And he agrees with you, Greg, when he said too many factions. Oh, everybody's in a faction. I think the only one that's not in a faction yeah. was Moxley. Yeah. But, I mean, seriously now, let's put let's put the cards on the table with the, with the both shows here. Do you really think anybody that has been recently released by WWE will go to AEW? I mean, 100% no. I can't say 100% any of them will. Um, could I uh, Could I see the Iconics in AEW? Um, yes. Could I see Lana showing up one day at, at Miro's side? Yes. Could I see Braun Strowman? Yes. Anybody else to me would be a crapshoot. Okay. And uh, I was watching the thing the other day. They were talking about Santana Garrett's release. And I'm looking at her like, I still have no idea who this lady, who this girl was. I mean, they talked about she made her first appearance in the May Young tournament and everything else. No, like I said, she was a prospect. That She was a flower that got planted that never bloomed. I mean, you can only give, you know, water and fertilizer so much to a flower when it doesn't bloom, it doesn't bloom. You, you, so you know what you do? You run over with a lawnmower. And that's what they did with her. Right. Yep. Jerry, I see much more competitive matches. That match a couple weeks ago with Mickey and... It was supposed to be Moxley. Yeah. Was that an amazing match? So much mutual respect shown at the end. Well, yeah. I mean, Moxley fought a 78-year-old wrestler from Japan. It was a slow-paced, not hard-striking match between, I think the guy's in his late 40s or around 50s. He's around the same age as me, a few years younger than you, Trib. And once again, Mox, yeah, he did wrestle against him, but it was very, very underwhelming. Now, do you think this is my, this might have put a... Uh, well, I don't want to say black mark, but kind of... Yeah, all right, we'll say black mark. Black mark on Moxley's career. I mean, because he had a good career in the WWE. Well, no, he, he's still very successful in what he does. And that that's all you care about. You know what I mean? If, if you're doing something you love and you're successful and you're in high regard, then that that's great for you. Um, it's just, you know, it's... Your, your employee of the month... Somewhere, then that's great. Great for you. Um, but it's, you know, just because you're an employee of the month as a certified nursing assistant doesn't mean you're a good nurse. Yeah. And it was a great match that I thoroughly enjoyed watching. Okay. Okay. All right. Some people feel that way. Some people don't. And right. You know, we don't, we don't fault anybody for their opinions on this show. I mean, you enjoyed the match. Great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. We probably wouldn't have enjoyed it watching it. Well, I mean, I, I I did watch it, and once again, it just you know was it was it you know nice seeing you know the the ma- but I, I don't know maybe it was the way it was promoted um, as this guy was some master high flyer from Japan, and he just wasn't. Okay, so. Um... 
Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where I just don't get into... I mean, me, I grew up watching WWE from the time I was a little trivia. I mean, I watched some NWA, I watched some WCW. I was never really into ECW that much. I mean, I'd watch a match or two here and there, but I've just been WWE since, or WWF, WWE since... uh, since I was a little kid. Right. Jerry, I've seen some state college. But, uh, just, um, you know, AEW's got their thing. I think, in my opinion, I could be wrong, you know, maybe we can expound on this a little bit. I think Cody Rhodes wanted to get another organization going because he was on the outs with Vince McMahon. And I think maybe he uh, maybe he thought that AEW would be something to really give Vince McMahon a run for his money. Well, I, I, I don't know if he... Because once again... Um, <laughs> it, what? That was wrestling back in the Stone Age, trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, before they had... Before they even had wrestling rings... Um, WWE has lost their edge. Yep. Hello. But they've they, they've lost their edge before. I mean, they were almost taken yeah. down by WCW. Um, they, I mean, they were they were struggling, you know, after the Hogan era and just before the Hogan era. They they've been down before. Um, I I think the idea more was because Vince was considered the only game in town. Cody Rhodes was talking to other wrestlers that were no longer WWE and wanted to give people another place to go, another place to perform, and gave them more creativity as to what they wanted to do towards rather than having somebody tell them what they're going to do. And that's where I think AEW spawned off from. I mean, it's no, no, no one near as stupid. Right, and, and no one near as as dumb as as TNA was when I forgot what match it was, but they were fighting in and around somebody's house, and they went by the pool in the backyard, and you saw Shark Fin and Shark Boy jumped out of the water. I mean, nothing as stupid as that. Um, right, but it's you know. I, I don't know. I, I just... I don't know. They're still younger. They're still new. I mean... Yeah. You know, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about PAPW. Um, there were... I mean, I love going and see the shows. I love the guys that are there. But there were some matches that just were like, wow, guys. <laughs> you know? Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get back on to more WWE SmackDown Raw. The pay-per-view, everything else. You, uh, what did you think of PAPW this uh, yesterday? I thought it was actually a pretty decent show. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah, it was decent. The yeah. four-year anniversary. Um, I was surprised to see Vlad make a return. Yes. Um, he's always been a. He's always been a guy that I wanted to follow his career, but then he had an injury and he was out for a while, and then he came back, and then he was out for a while again, and. Never really got a chance to see him, but 
one of my one of my favorites on the Indy team. He was there this past Saturday. Big uh, Big Jim Anderson, and uh, now he's teaming up with Lucas Chase, and it's going to well, be interesting to see. Or Lucas uh, called as Lucas called him James. <laughs> yeah, James. Yeah, uh, we're going to see what you know who, who Bloodsaw is going to come up with as a mystery partner. To uh, handle those guys. You, you don't think Bull Dread? I don't know. That was Could my be. that was my first thought. Yeah. Although I yeah, did I, I did see um I did see um I follow I'm friends with Bull Dread on, on uh Instagram and he did have a post um of him and Ron Zombie together and it said the dreaded dead are back. So I don't know, I mean, honestly, I don't know that they were ever a tag team. Um, and if they were, maybe they're going to be at a show sometime tag teaming together. Yeah, they were, they were an awesome tag team. Those guys were, oh, they were something else, those guys. Yeah. Northeast Wrestling was their home territory right. as being a tag team. Uh, Jerry, yeah, I've checked out some MLW. There's a guy for PAPW, Richard Holiday, is with MLW. So that's pretty good wrestling over there. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, you know, PAPW had a, you know, another another decent showing. July 17th, it's going to be back at the school in East Haven. Yep. So that's uh, definitely looking forward to that one. It's going to be a good show. And we'll get back into uh, more PAPW later on. Uh, talking about Monday Night Raw right now. Uh, I don't know. This Alexa Bliss going to have this conversation with her. Shayna going to have this conversation with Alexa Bliss. I don't know what's going to what's going to happen with that. I I see a match coming out of there somewhere along the line. Yeah, probably. And then you posted on our page. Uh, the top rope report page. I want to get your opinion on this. I was I didn't ask about it because I wanted to save it for the show. Something about which one has the best five. Yeah. I think. I would have the best five. I would go with. I'd be raw. I don't even remember the five that were in there. I have to look it up. Yeah, so it was Roman, Bianca Belair, Apollo Crews, and then the Mysterios um, for SmackDown, and then Bobby Lashley, Rhea Ripley, Shameless, Sheamus, and then Omis and AJ Styles for Raw. Yeah, I, I, I think the best five is Raw. And the reason being, I think, is because Omis is a game changer. And Bobby Lashley, I mean, he's just, he's really taken the title and, and run with it and has done a pretty good job as champion. I mean, don't get me wrong, Roman's done an awesome job as champion. Right. But I just think, I just think Monday Night Raw's champions are, you know, just a bit, a bit better than what they got on SmackDown. I mean, if so, it is, then they need to start... Uh, where where would you put, if we inserted um, 
Karrion Cross, Raquel Gonzalez, Bronson Reed, and MSK into the into the forte from NXT. Where would you? Uh, I would say Bronson Reed, SmackDown. No, 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 no. I mean, with those five, comparing the the titles, which is what okay. they have here, Karrion okay. Cross. Raquel Gonzalez, Bronson Reed, and MSK. Oh, okay. I would put it Raw. I go Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Those okay. three, in that order. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah probably. You know, face a couple of big names on the on the roster. See how he'd do. Um, same thing with Bronson Reed. Raquel Gonzalez, I think she would probably, uh, with the way the women's division is now, she would probably go in there and just run roughshod over the women's division right now. Think so? Yeah, I think so. You know, what I mean, just. I think the one that's uh, that's going to really, if, if she ever came up to the main roster and went on Raw or SmackDown, whatever show she went back on, or what she, she went on, I think when Becky Lynch comes back, if they ever put those two together, that'd be a hell of a match. But, I mean, she had, I mean, she had that down and out, drag him out feud with Rhea Ripley where they went back and forth. Do you really think she would just run rough shot over everybody? I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I guess, once again, we'll have to agree to disagree there. Okay. I mean. Jerry said, universal title should not, should never be bigger than the world title. I 500%ly agree. Yeah, I mean, you, you got two great champions, don't get me wrong. I mean, Romans took his, his uh, position where he's at and has done well as universal champion. He plays that role real good. And Bobby Lashley has also done a great uh, a great job with the world title as well on uh, with the universal title. So I think I think both champions have, you know, done well as champions in their respective shows. Where what WWE is gonna do with them after after a couple more months? Don't know. Roman has dramatically improved. Yes, he has. As long you know, but he's he's got to start winning matches by himself. <laughs> well, they they I just mean, they don't they don't do that. Right. Yep. Um. All right, everyone. We've come to the fav- my favorite part of the show. I hope it's everybody else's favorite part. It's Nuggies news. So, Greg. Take it away. All right, Chip. Thank you very much. First of all, let's go ahead and uh, wish the Bobby Lashley's uh, opponent at Hell in a Cell, Drew McIntyre, happy 36th birthday. Um, he turned 36 years old today. So once again, you know, happy birthday goes out to uh, Drew McIntyre. Um, we, we talked about these cuts and everything Trying to find this. There we go. 
and, um, or I should say releases, whatever you want to call it. And earlier, about three days ago, um, gentleman listed a, a, the five stars from NXT who can replace the recent WWE releases on Raw and SmackDown. First one they list is, I think, is the most obvious one, former NXT champion Finn Balor. Um, they can bring him up and he can make an immediate impact in either, actually any of the four singles titles, um, whether it be Balor against Sheamus or, you know, maybe if Sheamus' surgery for his nose puts him out for a while and they do a, a tournament, throw Balor into that, or Balor and Apollo Crews. Um, former NXT UK champion Pete Dunne. I, once again, I, he's like that, you know, in Major League Baseball, that, that AAA all-star that could be on any any roster, you know, in the Major Leagues at any time. I think that's also Pete Dunne. Former NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai. We haven't seen Io Shirai since um, Stand and Deliver. Um, so... Yeah, maybe it's maybe she's one of the stars that they're holding off on, and once they get back to a large live crowd, maybe they bring her up. Next one, I totally agree. I totally disagree with, and it's NXT newcomer Frankie Monet, because I don't even think Frankie Monet should be in NXT. Um, we never even talked about the fact that she did make her debut in NXT, um, and she wasn't as horrible in the ring as her character is, but I, it's going to take a little more of me seeing her in the ring to understand what the fascination and desperation or whatever you want to say, excitement about her getting signed with WWE was, or is. And then another former NXT champion, Adam Cole. Um, another person you could put up right into, you know, and get him almost immediately into an Intercontinental or U.S. Championship battle with, with somebody. Um, and he can come up as either a heel or a face. Um, I mean, he was, you know, a, a loved heel and he was a hated face, so... Yeah, he played, he played the role real good. I just deleted the wrong story. Anyways, son of a bitch. Um, we, we've been talking about, in the past, we've talked about how, and it's something we talked about on Wednesday after all the releases, um, which I do want to thank WWE for releasing these people on Wednesday, not waiting until Thursday after we did our show. Um... And uh, we were talking about how, well, you know, releasing Ruby Riot, releasing Lana has taken away two more tag teams for the women's title. So are we constantly going to see Mandy and Dana Brooke versus Tamina and Natalia? Well, here's five WWE tag teams that could be formed um, to challenge Tamina and Natalia. One... If one isn't formed, but it is Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke at number five. At number four, reforming 
Boston Hug Connection, Sasha Banks and Bailey, which is something I had mentioned. Yep. Another one is bringing up Ember Moon and Shachi Blackheart, which we have talked about. Another one is, well, it's it's forming a new riot squad. doesn't say who. It shows Liv Morgan and then a question mark. I don't know who they have in mind. It doesn't say. And then the last one, which is the most intriguing one to me, is former Raw Women's Champion Asuka and former NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai. Okay. What are your thoughts about any of them? Well, definitely Asuka Io Shirai definitely uh, would really be something to see. The other ones, well, I'm not too sure. I mean, but I, I would definitely like to see Oscar Eo Shirai. Um, that would be that would be real good. You wouldn't be behind reforming um, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Oh yeah, Sasha Banks and Bailey, Boston Hug Connection, definitely. Okay. Would love to see them. Would also love to see them get together. That would definitely. I mean, imagine putting Boston Hug Connection facing Eo Shirai and. Oscar, yeah. that, would, that would tear the house down. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yep. I'll be enough watching. Thanks for tuning in, Bulldog. And and yeah. I, like I said, I had another story on here that I that I accidentally deleted, um, and I I don't even. It was from earlier in the week or something I wanted to talk about on Wednesday, but never really got to it because I mean we had that breaking news, and then we talked to Matt Court for a while. Um, so that's that's it for Nuggies News today, folks. All righty. You mentioned something yesterday when we talked off the air that there was a retraction you were going to make or something. Oh, well, that had nothing to do with the story. Um, uh, we we were talking about when you made your comment that AEW, if they signed a couple people, could become the only game in town. Um, and I had a whole list of people and and their their how much they were worth and. You know, everything here. And then I looked up that, uh, and I had said that WWE um, was worth $6 billion and AEW's net worth was only $20 million. Um, that was wrong. That was actually Chris Jericho's personal net worth between his um, band Fozzie and himself. And uh, AEW's actually net, net worth was listed as $1.7 billion. So it's still not six billion, but it's definitely not only twenty million. Right. So. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be. I'm hoping it's going to be another. It's going to be interesting. Uh, week and a half or two. Uh, an interesting two weeks to see if they're going to what they're going to put together again for Hell in a Cell. Well, they do have. Um. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh wow! Sorry about that, folks. I pulled the Mister Trivia and yawned right in the, right on the show. Um, okay. They actually have advertised. Um, I think it's a fatal four-way tag team match tomorrow for the right to face 
AJ Styles and Omos. Don't know when they're facing them. It could be Hell in a Cell. Um, it's Lucha. I almost said Underground House Party. Um, the New Day. Viking Raiders and RK Bro. So. Okay. What's up, Johnny K? Hey, Johnny K, how's it going? Uh, Jerry says over a billion in a little over a year is a good start. Well, okay. All right. Uh, I will say that, but when you have somebody that owns it that's worth f over five billion. It's easy. To be, right. It's easy to be worth a billion. Yeah. Uh, Tony had made a comment about Roman is no tribal chief. The only original tribal chief is High Chief Peter Maivia, which I mean, you work back to the seventies. Okay, that was way before you were following it, Greg. Um, I, I but I remember Peter Maivia very well. He was a, a a great wrestler, and you know rest his soul and right now as we speak and as the times are Roman Reigns is the tribal chief you know Abraham Lincoln was a great president but he's dead and gone I mean right. <laughs> you know I'm mean, sorry you know it's yeah. now the more I keep hearing about this the more I'm really thinking if it if it happens do I really want to see it happen is Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. I mean, I've seen people on Facebook and on some wrestling sites that are saying, oh my God, this could be the match of the year, blah, 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 Brock, Brock Lesnar hasn't been around in what? Six, seven, eight months? Well, even longer than that. Longer than that, because he was, he, I mean, last year's WrestleMania against Drew McIntyre was... As far as I can remember, his last match. And, I mean, I'm not saying that he's just sitting around getting fat. Of course, I'm sure he's training. But there's a difference from being in the ring constantly each week as opposed to, you know, just training and getting your your time in. Bobby Lashley's been in the ring every week. He's, he's, I'm not saying he had bad skills, but his skills are just up here. He's a, a, a good champion for Monday Night Raw. He borderline, he, he's, I think he's borderline great champion on Monday Night Raw. Who, Lashley? He's got a good gimmick. Huh? Who, Lashley? Lashley, yeah. Okay, I don't think... He's got a, okay. Go ahead. He's got a good gimmick. I mean, he's got a good mouthpiece with MVP. He's good on the mic. But, I don't know. I just don't... As much as I was a Brock Lesnar advocate, I just don't think... I could get behind seeing that match. It's just, it's just me. I mean, I don't know. If, uh, well, first of all, let me. In my opinion, I think he would. He needs to be a, a champion a little longer to be considered great. Um, I think, and it's hard to say this. I think if WWE, who doesn't do much right lately does it right, it could be a great match. But they have to build it right. You can't just plop Lesnar two weeks before SummerSlam and have him give 
Bobby Lashley, a, a, you know, a, a, a spear, an F5 or whatever, a suplex, and then leave and then set up a match. You have yeah. to build it. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry says two guys with a, with a legit background could add some credibility to the product. Lashley is a monster for real. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, Ralph. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And, um, but I don't know, we'll just have to see. I mean, will, will Lesnar come back when they get to live crowds? Very possible. So. And then, the, the once again, the more I think about it, I think a John Cena-Roman Reigns match could be huge at SummerSlam. Yep. You know, start off, start off with a replay of their little verbal confrontation in the ring where Cena basically came out and called him out and said, I do this better part-time than you'll ever do it full-time. And start off from there and build to a SummerSlam match. Right. Jerry agrees 100%. Yep. I mean, that would be... That would definitely be a match that I would definitely... Nursing supervisor, please dial the operator. Nursing supervisor, please dial the operator. What now? sit there and, and watch that match for a while. What would you think if Brock Lesnar won the Money in the Bank? If Brock Lesnar won Money in the Bank? And was able to cash in on either... Roman Reigns or Lashley and teased it throughout the entire build-up to SummerSlam where you don't know who he's going to challenge at SummerSlam. That would be interesting. Never thought of that. That would be interesting. Or go after both champions. Too what? soon doing a SummerSlam. Well, it is one of their big four, so they want to make that a you know a, a monster match, probably. Well, I, he may be and, referring to me saying him win Money in the Bank and then less than a month later cashing in oh, at yeah. SummerSlam. Okay. I could I I can see I mean I can see that happening because you know it's going to be a big deal now with the live crowds coming back. Right. And I, I think we're in for a lot of surprise returns. And, and you know, uh, th- I, I was about to say the same thing, but we said the same thing about the Royal Rumble. We said the same thing about WrestleMania, and that was in front of a live crowd. I'm I'm gonna try my best to not get my hopes up for surprises, and I, I'm almost gonna try and. Hope that there are no surprises. So when it happens, it's even more of a surprise. Okay, Ralph, Ralph says top five now, please. Top five what? Yeah, top five what? What show? Raw, SmackDown, overall? What? I wouldn't mind if they slowly built it up for Mania. Well, either way, it's going to be a great match in front of a great in front of a live crowd, which is what they need to do. And, I mean, there's been rumors going around that we're going to see Sasha Banks for the live crowd. She'll be coming back. Edge. Um, John Cena, possibly. Some of, I mean, if, if we 
don't see yeah. a bunch of these wrestlers that we haven't seen in a while since WrestleMania in front of live crowds, then in my opinion, they're they they might as well just get released. I yep. mean, if Rob we don't says, oh, top five, top five what though overall matches? I I mean, male wrestlers, female wrestlers. Uh, Goodyear blimps. I, I don't. I, I mean, is it top five or top five wrestlers? Gotta have the live crowd. Oh, absolutely, Jerry. Absolutely, the live crowd is what definitely brings it back. I mean, who yeah. are who do I think are the top five versus who are my top five wrestlers? Are are aren't the same? Right. Uh, top five male wrestler. Uh, he's obviously going overall. Okay. Um. I would say Austin, The Rock, Hogan, Cena. See, he said top five now, please. Oh. So does that mean top five active wrestlers? Or, or did he just say, damn it, I want the top five now. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, another thing. Is Get get, get, get him on the phone. <laughs> clarification. Yeah. Um, yeah, clarification, Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, overall, my favorite wrestler overall, I mean, I can honestly say is no, no surprise to anybody would be Daniel Bryan. Um, after that... Um, oh, well, he wants active. Okay. Okay, active. So, I mean, I guess technically can't say Daniel Bryan is active. So, um, I'd have to go... I would go Roman, Lashley... Orton, Styles, and McIntyre. Now, those are your five, or who you think are the top five? Those are my five. Okay. Um, I'd have to go Seth Rollins. Um... Probably, see, I know I'm going to miss somebody. Um, well, I mean, he's, he's been missing for a little while, um, but I still love the character and everything. I'll say The Fiend. Um, Gary says keep Brian in there because he's just flat out the best. Okay, then that would be my number one. So my number four would be... Probably Big E. And then number five. Uh, that's a tough one. There's so many can fit into that number five. Um, uh, 
throw in... Ah, I know I'm going to miss somebody for number five. You're making him think there, Ralph. I know, it hurts. My head hurts. Um, I'll say Cesaro. Okay. Um, also, I just want to let everybody out there know who's tuning in. You know, if you, uh, sometimes we get, a, a lot of times we get typed in messages. If you guys want to call us and talk to us on the show, you know, you can always call 605-562-0444. Type in the show ID number 141457. We'll talk to you live on the phone. We'll answer all your questions. Ralph said, great topic. Great topic. Oh, it is? Yep. Um, Good topic. Yeah, it is. If I had to go overall, like you originally did, um, once again, Daniel Bryan would be one. Two would probably be Austin. Three would be the Macho Man. Four would be Mr. Perfect. Um, and then five would it, it'd be a toss-up between The Rock and Cena. I think Jerry would go all four Von Erics and somebody else. Because <laughs> Jerry uh, is a Von Erich, uh favorite, so to speak. He, he loves the Von Erics. And uh, as a matter of fact, I was just watching their thing on uh, Dark Side of the Ring. And it was pretty, uh pretty compelling show. So... Yeah, so those definitely are some good uh, good uh, top fives overall, yep. No, but close, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the WWE definitely has talent out there, but they're just not really doing anything that well with it. Right, and I will reflect back to when he said, um, when Jerry said that they just, they're stale creative, and that's what it is. You know, you can only do the same thing so many times. Um, right. I mean, I, I hate to do it, but, you know, I always refer back to sports analogies. You know, Mariano Rivera, greatest reliever in Major League Baseball. Um, you know, when you face a team like the Red Sox 19 times, and then you face them again most of the times in the playoffs. You're facing them, you know, 20 to 25 times a year for 18 consecutive seasons. You know what? By season 14, 15, 16, you pretty much know what's coming and you're ready for it. And that's yep. kind of how the WWE is right now. You know, yep. they're just doing the same things. Ralph says, okay, today's top tag team men's division. Top mm. tag team men's division? Yeah. Raw or SmackDown? Well, probably overall. Overall, yeah. Uh, active. I always liked Goose Gossage more as a reliever. <laughs> uh, top five. Tag teams. Well, did it say top five? Okay, today's top tag team men's division. Um, okay. I mean, five tag teams. I mean, basically, 
There's only like eight tag teams. I was going to um, say, are there five tag teams? <laughs> I mean, you know, I've, I've said this numerous times on, on this show, and even numerous times when we talk off the air. To me, the top tag team is the team that has the titles, or they wouldn't be the top. Um, but I'm going to contradict myself with that. Because this team doesn't hold the title, but I have to say they're probably, in my opinion, the best tag team in the WWE is the New Day. And see, I I, I could say there's a top three, and to me, right now, it would be one, probably one A, one B, and one C, and um, that would be the Alpha Academy, um, Lucha House Party. <laughs> I was about to say, um, wait a minute. No, I, I mean, New Day, Usos, and the Street Profits. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, even though none of them currently hold the title, the Street Profits and the New Day are former tag team champions and will probably be and so, tag team champions somewhere along the line. And so are the Usos. the Usos. Yeah. Yep. So, all three of those tag teams are very capable of winning the tag team titles again anytime. Right. So, yeah, but it's going to be uh, going to be quite interesting to see what they're going to put together as far as more Hell in the Cell matches because I think they only have two that are going to be in the cell, Greg. They don't. Well, they don't have any scheduled right now. I thought McIntyre and, and uh, Lashley was going to be in the cell. Nope. Right now it's listed as at Hell in the Cell. Just singles oh, okay. match. All right. Thanks for clarifying that. I thought it was already in the cell. No. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that inside the cell either. Well, it's a Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Every match should be a Hell in the Cell. Right. If you're going to call it the Hell why in the Cell pay-per-view. Right. Or why bother naming it? It's like if you're you're gonna have an extreme rules or a TLC pay-per-view, everything has to have a table, ladder, or chair in it. Or every match has to be extreme or don't call it that. Yep. Well, I think the TLC match last year had one like that. Well yeah, but you you never I mean that's never like that. Elimination chamber, hell in a cell. I mean, money in the bank is different. I mean, you have your money in the bank ladder match and then you have but if you're going to call an entire pay-per-view Hell in a Cell, fuck it. Put every match in the cell. Right. Bring back juice for Hell in a Cell. Adds credibility. Chamber also. I mean, if you're going to have an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, then not don't only put one or two matches in the chamber. Right. So, I mean... I guess after this one is Money in the Bank, right? Yes. That's the first pay-per-view with live crowds. Okay, because I think uh, the week before, July, I think July 14th or or something, when's the last official um, Thunderdome? I think that Monday Night Raw before it. Okay. Jerry, get rid of one chamber. Well, they have, what, four, right? Well, yeah, they have four pods. 
and then yeah. the two wrestlers start. So there's always six in the match. I've always I've always enjoyed watching the elimination chamber. Yeah, the brutality I've, I've, of it. Always, you know, it was good. Yeah, I mean it's taken away from it the last. I don't know if it was just this year, if it was even last year, where they had that that covering over the steel grate just outside the ring. Um, right. I don't know what made them decide to do it or maybe extra padding, I guess. I don't know. But the, the brutality of it. Oh. Oh, wow. I was I was just invited to face you live. To join you live. Okay, cool. Jerry says, I think the Money in the Bank match shouldn't be pay-per-view. Too many pay-per-views. All right, Greg. Greg, thanks for tuning in. Greg Chester's watching. Yep. We're at that. We're at put the that, one hour mark. So. <laughs> yep. Put that match on TV. Yeah, but you think it'll take? It'll, you think it'll take away something from the match? Well, that's a long match. I I think it would um, take a little away from it. I, I, I mainly because. Yes, okay, they go to picture-in-picture picture or whatever sometimes when they're showing the, the matches, but you, you, it's that little itty-bitty box. So unless you have a 500-inch TV, it's going to be this tiny <laughs> little thing. And so I think it would definitely take a lot away from it. Yep. You know, last so. year's, last year's, the one that, um, in Stamford at Titan Towers, that one could have just been done on a Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown, because that was all cinematic, you know. But yeah. the, the routine ladder match with the briefcase, with you know, Swantons off of a thirty-foot ladder down onto a steel—I mean, that stuff like that—you're gonna miss something like that while they're at commercial. And once again, like I said, right. it's a thumbnail thing up in the top part of your TV. It, 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 I think, would lose a lot if you didn't, you know, if you had to go to commercials. And you know they're not yep. going to do a 45, 50-minute match without a commercial. Right. Now, Greg, if you could put, with, with the talent that they have on, on air today, if you could put five guys... In the Money in the Bank match right now, who would you put in it? it well, it wouldn't be five. Typically, it's seven or eight. Um, okay, well. All right, seven. Uh, so, uh, um, non-title holders. So, start off with a few from Raw. I'd have to go... Well, uh, whoever, uh, God damn you people, put me on the spot. Um, While Greg's thinking of that, I'll just read Jerry's next comment. Four pay-per-views a year and build and promote the hell out of them. They could be epic cards. See, that's what AEW does. That's why he's saying that. They only have four pay-per-views a year. Um... So, the seven for the money in the bank. I um, would, let's see. Um, 
From Raw, I'd have to go Randy Orton. Um, I'll go, there's always a scrubber two in there, um, um, see, it's kind of hard because I don't know who are going to be title holders. If, if Drew McIntyre is the champion, I don't see Bobby Lashley being in there. But if Bobby Lashley holds on to his title, I could see Drew McIntyre being in it. So I can say Drew McIntyre. Um, and then... A little fly. One more from Raw. I'll go... Fucking fly. Uh, let me skip over to SmackDown and go Seth Rollins... Cesaro, Big E. Um, from Raw, one more from Raw. Uh, somebody, I mean, like uh, Mansoor or Ali. Somebody along that line. And then I'm going to throw Adam Cole from NXT in it. Okay. Alrighty, I can definitely see those seven. That would definitely be a very good. How about you? I would go from Raw. I would go Orton, Riddle, uh, Orton, Riddle, Styles, SmackDown. I'd go Cesaro. Rollins, Biggie, and probably one of the guys that's been in Money in the Bank numerous times who I enjoy watching in that kind of match would be Dolph Ziggler. Okay. See, Smack, I mean, you could you could throw Kevin Owens. I mean, there's like, I know Raw's got the bigger roster. Yeah. But SmackDown just seems like it has better competitors. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why SmackDown is much more enjoyable to watch on Friday nights as opposed to Raw, because Raw is probably going to be another fucking train wreck again this week. So, hey, he just wants his 15 seconds of fame getting on the air. So. What, this little shoe fly don't bother me? Yeah, but. Uh, All right, so now I'm going to go crazy here because I'm going to scroll down the, the Raw. Roster and somebody's just gonna jump out right at me that I totally forgot. But Damian Priest could have been a good. Eh, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe I'd put Damian. Who the hell is Shanky? Oh, he's one of the guys that are with uh, um, Jinder Mahal. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'd probably put Damian Priest in there instead of Mansoor. Okay. And then I'm going to assume the other guy with uh, Jinder Mahal's name is Veer. Rinku Singh. Bless you. 
And the other one's Gurvinder Singh. What is this Singh brother thing? <laughs> uh, Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series is all they need for pay-per-views. That's originally what they had when they first started the pay-per-views. Right. And then they, then they just started throwing different ones in. And over, you know, when they first started it over time, it was really interesting to watch those pay-per-views. Now, like you said, you've got a Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, which is the name of it, and you've got one match inside of Hell in the Cell. What difference does it make? Typically, typically, there's usually two. I think last year there were two, a men's and a woman. Yeah. Um, yep. Absolutely. So. And do you yeah, think so. do you think the Money in the Bank should be for any title, or should it be for the main title on the brand that you're wrestling on? I was just about to say. I think if a SmackDown wrestler wins the Money in the Bank, he should challenge for the SmackDown the champion on SmackDown. Same thing with Raw. Then why, in my opinion, don't don't even just? It's a waste of time. If okay. you're if you're going into and I I've said this before I think the Royal Rumble winner should be able to get the briefcase or the contract to challenge the champion any time they want, and the money in the bank should be for the right to challenge said champion at a certain pay-per-view. doesn't have to be WrestleMania. So, I mean, just right. say you do Money in the Bank and say, you know what, you are the Money in the Bank, you win the Money in the Bank ladder match, you challenge your respectful champion at SummerSlam. And the winner of the Royal Rumble should be able to challenge the champion whenever they want. Because it's a lot... Tougher to, to win a Royal Rumble than it is to win a Money in the Bank. Right. And what do you think of having a Money in the Bank tag team? Yeah, I mean, I don't even think they would have seven tag teams they could put in it. <laughs> Didn't they have one a couple years ago when the Usos... They did an elimination. They had a tag team elimination chamber match because we were talking about um, heavy machinery not being able to fit into a pod. Right. So, yeah, that'd be interesting just to have them come up with seven tag teams for that. So, yeah. So it's been a good show. I mean, it's been a real good uh, comments from all the. People out there watching, well, yeah, it, thank you for that. Yeah, Actually, thank you both, Ralph and Jerry, for your interaction. Absolutely. Actually, it should be just a title. Universal isn't a world title. So, yeah, and hopefully we can continue uh, these guys each week, you know, with their comments, maybe a phone call or two here and there. And, uh, you know, also I just want to put out there, don't forget, there's another podcast in the works out there, PWZ with the Professor Rick Del Santo. You definitely want to check that out. It's a good, uh, good podcast. Also, Top Rope Report, along with PWZ, has their merchandise store, which is on tpublic.com. Go on, check it out. They're going to be, a, I think there's a sale coming up next week. So you definitely want to 
check it out, purchase a couple of items there for the Top Rope Report, or PWZ helps us out. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Jerry. I appreciate that. Jerry and I used to talk wrestling years ago when I lived in Wallingford, and I first met Jerry. We would be up, uh, we'd be on the phone till three, four, five o'clock in the morning talking wrestling, world-class championship wrestling, all kinds of stuff. We would put together our own fantasy cards and the whole nine yep. yards, and we'd go over it. So Jerry's quite uh, quite knowledgeable and uh, when it comes to wrestling. So, and we just thank you very much for the comments and the respect. Uh, respect is also thrown out there to you guys as well for joining us. 34 years ago. Yep, that's right, Jer. We've been friends a long time. Um, so, Greg, anything else to add? Mm, my not that I can think of. Well, I just want to say thank you to everybody for joining us. And uh, on behalf of the Nugs of Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch us all on Wednesday night.